Who do you like in the next? Hey, mate, are we still alive in the quaddy? Boy, you got any tips for the weekend? Welcome to Joey and Junior's Punters Club. Yes, hello. Welcome to another edition of Joey and Junior's Punters Club, powered by Bluebet. As always, we'll take a look at some NRL action, the AFL, and of course, have a look on the track with some of our tips and the war stable. But as I welcome you, Mark War, it's unfortunately, once again, with a heavy heart after a losing a, another former teammate of yours, Andrew Simons. Condolences go out to you and, of course, to the Simons family. But gee whiz, how is the, mm. the career community feeling after another tragedy? Yeah, g'day, Joey. Oh, it's just been um, so so tragic. Uh, like the last three or four months with Rod Marsh and then obviously Warney and now uh, Roy Simons, Andrew Simons, going in terrible circumstances at age 46. I think everybody's in shock for a little while, but it's it's sunk in now. And it's yeah, it's, it's a big loss because um, he was such a popular player, just the way he played the game and off the field. He was such a laid-back, uh, laconic sort of guy, real... Typical North Queenslander, you know, loved his fishing and the simple life. And, yeah, he's going to be sadly missed. Uh, he was, you know, amongst his teammates, he was one of the most popular players I played with and even and played against. I didn't play a lot with him, but played a lot against him. I first came across him, actually, in England when he was playing for Gloucestershire. He was only 19 and I was playing for Essex and I'd never really heard of him. He was playing as a, a local player because uh, his parents, his adoptive parents were English, so he could play as a, uh, a youngster from almost an English uh, sort of background. And he peeled off 120 against us, Essex. We were probably the best team in the county championship at the time. We had a lot of test players, so that's the first time I came across him on the field. But loved playing with him, and uh, he had such a dry sense of humour and a very sharp cricket brain as well. Don't worry about that. I did some commentary with him, and... He didn't say a lot, but what he said you know, made a lot of sense, so it's, it's going to be a big loss. The new batsman is Andrew Simons. He goes high again. That is a massive six, and it is out of the ground by a long, long way. Simons finds the gap, and he brings up his maiden shield century, and deservedly so, a lot of pressure on this young man, and he has delivered the goods today. A oh, good shot, very good shot. Boy, what a powerhouse he is. Shot. That's Andrew Sonder's best. A genuine half volley. Dumbest. Oh, so strong. Monstrous strike again from Sonder's. That could well be it. That will be it. That is a brilliant one-day hundred for Andrew Simons. His first for Australia. That particular innings was, was life-changing for me as a player because... I now had proof and I now had a method to how to go about scoring my runs. And he's hit that straight down the ground. That's a great hit. Oh, that's a beauty. That has gone all the way for six. Andrew Simons is taking the Pakistanis to pieces. He's been waiting for one of these for a long, long time. It races him to 96. That's the way Simo gets through the 90s quickly. Collingwood comes on and I uh, thought, mid on, mid off, up. I'm thinking... If he does slip one up there, I think I'm going to have to take him over the top. And sure enough, three balls later, yeah, I've got one in my arm. He has it! Andrew Simons has it! And what a way to get it! A maiden test match hundred for a dream entertainer. Later on that night, I'm in the dressing room there, I'm having a drink, and I'm thinking, I look across at Hados, and he's got this huge red mark on his forehead. I said, what happened to you? He goes, it was you, dickhead. When you got your hundred, you crushed my helmet onto my head that hard. You give me a bit of like blood blister on his forehead. <laughs> you beauty! There's a 
Yeah, wonderful tribute there. And of course, as we said, our thoughts to the Simons family in particular. But mm. I'll never forget that 100 Boxing Day, batting with his great mate, his best mate, Matthew yeah. Hayden, at the other end, who was piling him on as well. It's uh, always a, a special moment. But uh, he'll be sorely missed. I'm not very spiritual, Junior, but there must be something about the personalities that get taken too soon when you think of it, as we said, like the big personalities, Warren, Simons, Rod Marsh, and even Dean Jones going back only you know, 18 months ago. It's There must be something in it, I don't know, because uh, unfortunately there's just been yeah too much tragedy in the cricket, cricket community in the last couple of years. Yeah, there has indeed, Joey, and they'll all be having a good time up there anyway, and uh, wherever they are in heaven, they'll be <laughs> having a few drinks and maybe having a net session <laughs> up up there. So yeah, it's, it's, it's been it's been uh, it's been a shocking uh, shocking twelve months. So hopefully uh, we can move forward with um, you know some some brighter skies. Yes, well, hopefully indeed. And before we start talking about brighter skies, we have to touch on your Canterbury Bulldogs, Junior, because you talk about them a lot. You keep tipping them for us, thinking that eventually yeah. the wheel's going to turn. Oh. But finally, Gus Gould, he's had enough. He said, that's it. Trent Barrett, you're out. Something's got to give. They're obviously just underperforming. And, uh, yeah, he's been moved on. Yeah, look, it's been a, a really strange three or four weeks for the Bulldogs. They beat the Roosters and played really well, and they were very competitive the first half a dozen games of the season without getting great results. But their last two weeks have just been atrocious against the Raiders and the Knights, and something had to something had to happen. And unfortunately, well, both my teams, GWS and the Bulldogs, both their coaches resigned <laughs> within within a couple of weeks. Leon Cameron and now Trent Barrett. So yeah, it's look, they're such a big club and a prestigious club, the Bulldogs. And really, the last four or five years, they've just their performances have been unacceptable. So I'm not sure it's going to improve too quickly this this season but they've got some good players coming next season and it's going to be interesting to see who is appointed the full-time coach Mick Potter is the interim coach who's part of the system there now so he's going to take over for the rest of the season but I wouldn't be surprised if someone like Freddie Fitler came in and uh, and got the top job um, yeah but we'll have to keep our, our ears and eyes posted there but Phil Gould will be pulling the reins there and hopefully he pulls the right reins. Yeah, indeed. But as you said, you're not having much luck with your football teams this no. season. So I think this is where you stick to the racing. I think this is your go. Uh, you've been very good <laughs> for us. The War Stable's been in pretty good form. So take us through some of the War Stable runners for this weekend and also a couple of your tips for the weekend. Yeah, OK. Well, um, once again, it's going to be pretty wet up here in, in Sydney. I think the weather's been good this week, actually, but there's rain forecast again Friday and Saturday. So last week we had a good winner at uh, Warwick Farm on the Wednesday, Bethancourt, which we just missed out on because our show didn't go to air till Thursday. But anyway, we've got a couple of runners today at Hawkesbury Race 4, number 4, Foolish. Uh, he's, he's improved a lot from his first up run where he was ridden a bit upside down. So I think today he'll be ridden a bit more quiet. Looks good value at $19 and around $5, I think, Charlie. We've got their Race 4, number 4 at Hawkesbury, Foolish. I think he's worth a little nibble each way. And then uh, in Race uh, 8, number 7, Shawbreak, Uh He's drawn barrier one today. He should get a nice soft run. He's probably a place chance. So they're our runners today at Hawkesbury. What price you got there for Foolish, uh, Charlie? While you're while you sitting there, mate, doing nothing? <laughs> for Foolish, race that was four, race number four. four Hawkesbury, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've got that one here for you, mate. $18.460 a place. Yeah, okay. Well, he's worth a little $20 each way. So that's today's runners. Then we go to Saturday. We're back in town at Rose Hill after we had the weekend at Scone last week. Good uh, weekend's racing too at Scone. Lots of uh, quality horses up there, but uh, sat that row, so we've got a couple of really good chances. Two grey horses, actually. You always back a grey in the wet, don't you? So we'll start yep. off in race three, number one, French Bonnet. Uh, she's coming off a run a few weeks ago where she got galloped on in the run, actually, at Hawkesbury. So forget that run. On Saturday, she gets on to a heavy eight at the moment, but there is rain forecast on the day. So you might see the track actually get a bit heavier 
than what it is at the moment. That will really suit French Bonnet. She's around the $7.50 mark, I think. Charlie, race three, number one at Rose Hill yep. on Saturday. Spot on, and then two twenty-five a place. Okay, well, she's a very good each-way bet there. And then we'll go to race seven, the Lord Mayor's Cup, the listed race. Uh, we've got uh, Bethancourt, another big grey by Poussins de Lune. Uh, he's been in great form. He's won his last two starts by four lengths and eight lengths on heavy tracks, heavy tens. So the wetter, the better for him. He's obviously up in grade on Saturday in the listed race, the Lord Mayor's Cup, but he's down on the limit weight, 53 kilos. Uh, there's been a bit of money for him. I think he's sort of around the, the, the favourite at the moment, around the $4.50 mark. Charlie, have you got uh, Bethancourt, yeah. race seven, number 11? He's the favourite at the moment at $4.40. Okay, well, I think he's. They're both great each way bets, and the wetter the better for both of them. So that's Saturday at Rose Hill. So hopefully we can come away with a winner or two there. And then Newcastle on Saturday, just the one runner uh, in the two year old race, race four, number 12, Sylvia Bell. Uh, she's drawn barrier eight over 900 metres, so she'll need a bit of luck, but she had to start somewhere without many races called off. So they're the Kim War runners uh, uh, leading up, to, starting from today uh, up until Saturday. Joey? Beautiful. Sounds good. We'll keep an eye on them. But Saturday, Rose Hill sounds like worth backing both of yours each way. Very good. Hey, Mm. I've just got uh, three tips from Flemington for Saturday. Uh, A couple of each way bets and uh, and a best bet of the day. I'm going to start with race one, uh, number 11. There's a horse called Keituku. Uh, it ran against my horse, Hengrown, Geelong, uh, and it won by seven lengths. It bolted in. I heard the trainer speak pre-race. He was very confident, relished the 2,500. So it's at that distance again, um, up from a benchmark 64 to 84. So it is going up in grade, but obviously then drops in the weights. And the way it won, I think it's going to love again the 2,500. And I think at about $6.00. Uh, race one, number 11, Charlie. That's a, a very nice each-way bet. Yep, six bucks at the moment on Blue Bet. Yeah, beautiful. So that, that's one there. The second one is the best of the day for me. I backed it a few weeks ago. Keeps running a drum. It's always around the mark. Just hasn't won yet, but it's our time uh, down the straight this week. It's got pretty good form down the straight at Flemington, being pipped a couple of times. Uh, front page is the other favourite. I think it's a bit of a two-horse race. I, I like front page, but I just think there's a bit of speed in this one. And I think it's our time. Can just sit off them down the straight at Flemington and finally get that win. Uh, so race seven, number 12 at Flemington. It's our time. About $3.50, 360 Yeah, 360 at the moment. Yeah, and yep. the last one, another each-way bet that I, I am keen to back as well. I've backed it the first two times. A, a horse uh, that ran over at Morpheville last start, race nine, uh, number 18. It's an emergency, but I think it'll... It'll get a start. It's two from two. Um, they've been very patient with this four-year-old gelding called Mask Up. Uh, it's uh, had a couple of big wins in its first two races. I think it's up to this level. Saturday class, down the straight, at about another each-way price. I like race nine, number 18, Mask Up. $8 at the moment, two seventy-five a place. Beautiful. So they're the three for me. Race one, number 11. Race seven, number 12. And race nine, number 18 at Flemington, Junior. Yeah, okay. Well, I'll, I'll give you my best bets apart from, obviously, the war runners. Um, so I'm going to Rose Hill again on Saturday. I've got three bets there. We'll start off uh, in race two, number one, a horse called Blow Dart. Uh, I've got to be careful how you say that, actually. Um, <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it's a very unlucky gallop of this horse. It never has an easy run. It's always to, uh, caught, caught wide, but... This is in the uh, the highway race, so for country-trained horses only. This horse ran at Gosford a couple of weeks ago in a benchmark 72 uh, for, for open horses, so it drops in grade big time on Saturday. So race two, number one, blow dart. It's drawn a little bit tricky again, but got Dylan Gibbons on. 
very well graded and well weighted so i really like it each way i think it's around the six dollars mark uh, race two number one at rose hill charlie yeah six dollars 225 a place okay so we'll start off with it uh race two number one then we'll go to race four number two this is the midway race we actually had french bonnet in this race but scratched to run in race three so that's opened the door for a, a horse called marnix so race four number two marnix now this horse ran in the Hawkesbury Gold Cup last start, ran sixth in the Gold Cup, which is, it's a listed race, so it drops to a midway race, which is for restricted uh, horses, and I think it's so well graded in this race, so that's race four, number two, Marnix, and I think it's around the $9, um, Charlie, if you can have a look there, yeah. race four, number two. Yep, $9 at the moment, $3 a place. Okay, well, I think it's it's a tremendous each way bet. Then my short priced uh, bet of the day is race six, number six, Dynasties. Now, this horse uh, beat uh, Gypsy Goddess at the Gold Coast a couple of weeks ago in a listed race up there. Once again, it drops to a lower-grade race, draws Barrier 2, gets Tommy Berry on, and loves a wet track. So I think race six, number six, Dynasties, is my best bet of the day. And I think it is around the 260, 270 mark. Yep, 260 at the moment on Bluebet. So there we go, Joey. There's my best uh, at Rose Hill on the track on the weekend. Right, now we go to Off the Track Junior. We're going to take a look at the AFL and NRL. Unfortunately, I can't believe it. My same game multi, I just missed out. I took the Western Bulldogs 1-39. to I should have just had the win. I was greedy, and I've missed out. But you, mm. you were sensible. You just took the shorties, I think. We'll take a listen to your same game yeah. multi, but as always, you deliver it again. My same game multi is uh, the Panthers versus the Storm, so we'll go with the Panthers to win. I think they're around the $1.70 mark into the total game score, over 34.5 points. There is the full-time siren on the Mitsubishi Triton scoreboard. It is the Penrith Panthers 32, victorious over the Melbourne Storm 6. Uh, well done, Junior. Too clever. You just went simple. You, you liked the Panthers, just didn't they give the Storm a oh, lesson, and you got the overs. Well done to you. Yeah, kept it simple, Joey. Just tucked it away behind square leg for a couple. Didn't go for the big six. So, uh, as they say, sweet uh, fish. No, small fish are sweet. <laughs> anyway, something like that. <laughs> we got it. We got it. Uh, it was very good. Um, but we'll keep trying. Uh, I've been pretty good with my tips. I think, again, I was the only one that tipped the... Uh, the did I, I was the only one that tipped the first leg of our same show yeah. multi i was pretty confident that uh, the bulldogs <laughs> would win so i got that right uh i just took the i think i took the line in our same show multi so i've been good with the tips so i'm going to go again with some afl tips mm -hmm. for those that want to play along at home and i think there's a couple of good value in these games so the first one is the Fremantle v collingwood game on sunday in perth i know freo had a bad loss but i've I've sort of had the slight knocks on Collingwood the last few weeks. I think I've had their opposition, Richmond and, uh, and the Bulldogs, as my best each week. I'm going to stick with that again. I think Fremantle back at home should beat the Pies. Uh, I think they'll win 1-39. to 39. I don't think Freo will blow them out the water. So there's some value there. I think that's around $2. I like the Brisbane Lions playing Hawks down in Tassie. Uh, the line's about 22 points. I think Brisbane, they are flying. They are very hard to stop at the moment. They're potent with their goal-scoring ability. Hawks have just dropped away, as I mentioned to you last week, Junior. A few of these teams just a bit concerned about mm -hmm. through the winter months, and they all uh, they all 
lived up to what I expected. They all got beat. So I think the Hawks will get beaten by more than about that four-goal margin. So Brisbane, it looks like a good odds. I think Richmond will beat Essendon in the dream time at the G game. Essendon are completely... Uh, they've lost it. Not sure what's going on there. I think there'll be a response, but I don't think they can beat Richmond now that they've got all their players back in that side. And the other one I really like is the Giants. Without uh, Leon Cameron, they've got a new coach. They're playing the West Coast Eagles. I think they'll beat the West Coast. But I think, again, West Coast were much more competitive last week against Melbourne. So I don't think the Giants will blow them out of the water. So I think about that 1 to 39 margin is a pretty good uh, value bet in that one as well for those that want to have a bet in the AFL. Uh, what do you like, Junior, in the NRL this week? Well, there's been a lot of uh, upsets again last week, so it's the, the form is so inconsistent. Uh, I, I've got three bets here to sort of multi up. Uh, I've got a couple of shorties. I've got the Storm to beat the Cowboys. Now, I know the Storm got hammered by the Panthers last week, but they get Jerome Hughes back at halfback this week. He's a he's a key player for the Storm. And I think the Cowboys, whilst they're in, they're in a bit of form, they haven't beat any of the good sides yet. So I just think the Storm will be too classy to beat the Cowboys. They're about $1.50. I like the Rabbitohs to beat the Raiders on Sunday. Uh, they're about $1.55. Just got a bit too much class, I think, the Rabbitohs. They played really well last week beating the Warriors. They're up about 20 Four nil at half time, then took the foot off the pedal and, and still got home. But I think the Raiders will beat the the Rabbitohs will beat the Raiders, so that's another dollar fifty five pop. I think uh, close enough too. And then my roughie of the weekend is the Sea Eagles to beat the Eels. Now, don't tell me why, or don't ask me why. I've just got a feeling that the Sea Eagles, who were dreadful last week, I often like backing teams after a poor performance. You know, sometimes they bounce back. Uh, Tom Travojevic, uh, he was pretty outspoken about how poorly he's been playing during the week. I think he'll have a big game. So I just think it. I think they're around three dollars ten. The Sea Eagles to beat the Eels. The Eels are a bit hot and cold as well. Sometimes when you think they should win, they don't win. So that's my upset of the round: the Sea Eagles to beat the Eels. So I'm taking the Sea Eagles into the Storm, into the Rabbitohs. That is paying seven dollars like at the it. moment on Bluebet, and funnily enough, the Seagulls actually beat Parramatta Take. by forty-six points the last time they versed them. So maybe they've got the wood over them. Mm. Yeah, there's always a bit of spite too. Always a bit Very of spite good. in that game. The the Silver Tails versus the Fibros. That's what they call it anyway. So there we go. Like it. I think you're right. I can see Turbo Tommy bouncing back. He's going to have a big game soon. So looking forward yes. to that one. Hey, the same game multi that we like to have a look at: Carlton v Sydney. Charlie's giving me, which is a, that's going to be a cracking game Friday night at Marvel Stadium. Two teams that are fighting for a top four spot. Um, the same game I'm going to go with, I'm actually going to leave out who's going to win. I think it's a toss of the coin. I could see either team winning. So that's, uh, it's a tricky one. So my multi though, I've got a couple of goal kickers and some possession winners. I think there'll be a free flowing game. So it should be high possessions. But Charlie, put this one in for me while we go. Sam Walsh to kick a goal, I think. He's really good value. He's just moved to half forward in recent weeks. A bit of a different look with Carlton now. They've got so many midfielders in their side. He's going to play, uh, as I said, that half forward role. He kicked two goals last week. I can see him kicking a goal for the Blues. Tom Papley will kick a goal for the Swans. He's had a bit of a slow start since coming back from his injury, but he'll hit his straps, and, and he's always good for a, for a goal. And then some 20-plus disposal winners in this game. There's a bit of value there. Young Chad Warner, who's getting better by the week. He's only missed out on 20 disposals in two games this season, and both those games he had 19. So he'll get 20-plus. Uh, Adam Sard at halfback for the Blues. I think he can get 20-plus. He does the kick-ins, which, can count, which counts as a stat if you just run outside the square. He's in good form. For the uh, Carlton side, again, Matty Kennedy, uh, who's playing a lot of midfield minutes, been really good form this year. He'll get 20-plus. He's been super consistent this season. And the last one is Errol Goulden for the Sydney Swans. He's moved from uh, being a small forward up on the wing. 
So there's a bit of value with him to get 20-plus disposals as well. So I've got Sam Walsh a goal, Tom Papley a goal, and then Chad Warner, Saad, Goulden, and Maddie Kennedy, all to get 20-plus. I reckon we're looking at about $10, aren't we, Charlie? Yep, just over $10, 1075 on Bluebird at the moment. There you go. So I'm not trying to play those shots uh, just off my legs, Junior. I'm still trying to hit those big sixes. <laughs> so that's what I'm going with uh, in my same-game multi this well, week. What about you? Well, I'm batting at the other end. I'm just trying to see off the new ball. I'm not going for the big sixes. <laughs> uh, my same-game multi uh, is the Panthers versus the Roosters. Uh, this is going to be a cracking game on... Saturday night. Now, there's a bit of rain forecasts again in Sydney on the weekend. Surprise, surprise. So, you know, I think it might be a low-scoring game. So I'm going to I'm going to go under the 38.5 points uh, total game score. So that's one part of the multi. The second part, I'm going to back the Roosters with a start. I think the Roosters are big odds in this game. I don't think there's much between these two sides, especially on a wet night, on a Saturday night. Might be a little tight, close game. And I think any start's a good start. So I'm going to have the Roosters... At plus nine and a half, I think that's a dollar ninety-five. So, the Roosters plus nine and a half into the unders uh, total game score under thirty-eight and a half. Uh, Charlie, what have we got there? That uh, that double three dollars at the moment. Multi. And before we're going to do our uh, show multi, and uh, Charlie, you've had a week off, so hopefully you've had some time to think about your multi. Mm. I don't think Jordan did any good anyway last week. Didn't he tip the Cowboys to beat the West Tigers? Yeah, he, he tipped the, the Tigers, odd. and they and they um lost. No, by no, he tipped the, no, tip yes. the Tigers. And they lost yeah, by about 20 Tigers, points. Apologies. Yeah, they got smashed. Yeah, so he was no good yeah, in that one. He, so, Charlie, yeah. you're going to get redeem yourself. But before we do that, Junior, <laughs> the USPGA, we both mm. enjoy our golf. Always yeah, a nice way to, uh, to wake up and, and watch a bit of the USPGA. We've both had a bit of a look at the form. Can you steer the listeners into a, a bit of a tip to go through and watch oh, the golf? Well, it's a dead set lottery, isn't it, this golf? There's, yeah, I know. There's so many good players. <laughs> and the PGA... the. The PGA is typically a low-scoring uh, tournament. You know, they, they set it up really tough. And Southern Hills, it is a tough course. It's long and it's got small greens. So combine that factor, it would be a nightmare for an amateur like you or me, Joey. But it's even tough for yeah. the even the greatest players. So you need a player who's got length off the tee and he's accurate in their second shots and good around the green. So you need a good all-round player, basically. And, look, I could have went with a dozen players here, but I'm going to go with uh, Justin Thomas. Um, he's won the PGA once. Uh, he's always there or thereabouts. And his stats, are, you know, he's in the top echelon in all those stats, you know, driving length, uh, scrambling, putting average. They're all parts of his game, which he's really good at. So I'm going to back Justin Thomas. I think he's $15, Charlie. Is that right? $17 at the moment I've got here. Okay, we'll take that. That's good. We'll take $17. So that's my uh, my bet, Joey, Justin Thomas. Yep, beautiful. Now, I know you can throw a blanket over half the field, but it is makes it more interesting if you just have a little investment on it. So I've gone with his BFF. I've gone with Jordan Spieth, his little bestie. I think that uh, Spieth's been in really good form this year, particularly in recent weeks, he was runner-up in the Byron Nelson last week. Before that, yeah. he beat Patrick Cantlay to win the RBC Heritage. I've just got a feel that maybe he's back to his 2015-2016 best. I know he you know, lost his way for a while, but I feel like golfers go through those little slumps and they do come out of it and they have their sort of their second wind or, mm. or you know, they find their best again. So I think maybe this is a chance for Jordan Spieth to uh, to complete the, uh, the career slam and win the US PGA. So... Uh, I might have a little investment on Jordan Spieth. You can do Justin Thomas, and we'll see if one of the best friends can get up for them. Uh, Charlie, I think he's about the same odds, isn't he? Spot on, seventeen bucks at the moment. Right, there we go, and we'll, uh, we'll have. He's a look an amazing back. player uh, too. He's an amazing player, Joey, isn't he? Yeah, love him. Yep, Jordan so, Spieth. We'll... Like he never hit, never hits a fairway, but he's he's got to be the best scrambler in in world golf. So that's what you need to do around Southern Hills. 
And that's what I was thinking, just for those smaller greens, as you said, he's going to scramble, make a lot of uh, up and downs and see if he can give himself a good chance. So we'll keep an eye on that one and uh, look back on it next Thursday. So before we finish the show, we need to give our same show multi. We're all going to give our best uh, tip each for the week and put them together and hopefully give our listeners something to uh, to cheer on. So, Charlie, you can take the new ball today, mate. You can go first. All right, I'll go first. I'm actually going to go to um, League One Soccer in England. What? There's, uh, <laughs> it's the um, it's the big battle for promotion into the championship, and it's yep. Sunderland versus the Wickham mm-hmm. Wanderers at Wembley. Oh, Sunderland! And Sunderland are paying two dollars, and I mean, I think yep. it's about time they finally get promoted back to the championship. So I'm going to go Sunderland at two dollars to beat Wickham Wanderers. Actually, I don't mind that. I've got a good mate who's a massive Sunderland fan, and he told me that he's very confident they'll get back to the championship. So I like that one from you, Charlie. Sunderland at two dollars to win. When's that being played? That is Saturday night at midnight. So set Saturday your alarm, boys. Beautiful. Junior, what about you? <laughs> All right, yeah. <laughs> Mate, I've never heard of the Wickham Wanderers. Where, what part of England do they come from, Wickham Wanderers? Uh, they're, they're up north. Charlie? North, Do you know? I think. Yeah, north, I think. Are they? Yeah, I'll just Google it now here. You're just guessing. No, no, no. Wickham Wanderers. Yeah, Wickham Wanderers. What? Adam Park Stadium's their home ground. Mm. Yeah, it's a beautiful part of the world in High Wickham. Where's that? And uh, it is... Just zooming out on a nice little Google Maps here. Where are we near? <laughs> north, north of we're London. We're near Beaconsfield. Yeah, just northwest of London. So near Oxford. Yeah, nowhere near the north. Nowhere near the north. What are you talking about? About <laughs> 40 k's north of London. Okay, all right. Well, I'm just going to keep it simple. I'm going with the Storm. <laughs> the Storm to beat the Cowboys. Uh, so I'm going to take the Storm at minus five and a half at $1.95. Just keep it simple. The Storm should be too classy for the Cowboys, who have been in good form. They've been the surprise packet of the season, but I just think uh, this will be the testing material for the Cowboys. Uh, the Storm to win. Minus five Sounds and a half. Good. Yeah, beautiful. Craig Bellamy's just re-signed, so I think they'll uh, bounce back to the Storm. They generally yes. always do. So I'm going to finish they it will. off. So the game on Sunday, Giants v West Coast Eagles, 15th v 18th. Not many people, I think, will be too interested in this one, but if we make the Giants at 1-39, to 39, <laughs> my best bet of the weekend, it might get some people watching. So oh, yes, as I said, I think the Joey, Giants, yes. Giants will definitely beat West Coast Eagles. I don't think they'll blow them out of the water. I think West Coast will have a crack. So that 1-39 to 39 at $2.15 is pretty good value, Charlie. So if you put the three of them together, I've got a good feeling about this one. What can our listeners get? $6.45. Beautiful. Surely, there boys. We go. Surely. It's 45. Surely we'll that's, get one. That looks easy money. Easy money. Uh, very good. Well, uh, there, hopefully we you uh, can follow us and get some sort of winner somewhere, whether it's on the track or off the track this weekend. Thanks for listening to another edition of Joey and Junior's Punters Club, powered by Bluebet. Of course, gamble responsibly. And we'll chat next week to see how we all went.